0: Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 158 with my friend, Ashley Brummett. Uh, 158? How did we get here? I I was very excited to sit down with Ashley. This is number two, I think, in a line of uh, cohorts, colleagues, peers that I'm in school with. Finishing up, guys. Wrapping things up. But Ashley is... uh, wonderful human being i was excited to sit down with and learn more about and i think you guys are going to be excited to hear things as well so i'm going to leave you to it without further ado here's my friend ashley
1: you and i have lots in common my request is sent would you like to be my friend would you like to be Mm -hmm. my
2: friend okay it's noted noted
0: But, all that said, I usually start with how I know people. Okay. Um, We met in grand school, Mm
2: -hmm. clinical
0: counseling skills class.
2: Oh, yeah. It was memorable, was it not? With Dr. (laughs) Sebi Fishta.
0: Shout out, Sebi. He's a big fan of the podcast. Oh, nice. No. He Mm. doesn't know who I am anymore. (laughs) Um,
2: I I I feel like he forgets everybody.
0: He might remember me. Maybe I said that. Maybe he does. What if he does listen? Um, Never know. And then we've had a bunch of classes together, mm-hmm. and uh, now we're friends, and here we're, we are. We be friends. <laughs> we be friends. <laughs> and uh, my wife is sick and never follows through on dinner plans. It's terrible. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> mm. But I want to rewind before I knew you. You're born. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're born and raised in Michigan, like around here? or
2: Yeah, I, I grew up in Chesterfield mostly Chesterfield mm-hmm. just like the cigarettes I guess <laughs> yeah it was uh it was not especially memorable Chesterfield I would never want to move back
0: yeah I don't blame you no. I think I've driven through it a few times
2: I'm sure you have Didn't like stop the road to Port Huron or something <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Sorry Chesterfield
2: well the funny thing is my folks chose Chesterfield because it was really safe. And then like six months later, there was a murder really close to our house. Um, uh, like a kid. He was like 16 years old. His name was Justin Mello. He was You shot. know a lot about this guy. He Well, <laughs> I, I remember when it happened. He was shot execution style in a freezer at a pizza place. Wait, you remember
0: street. when it happened?
2: hmm Yeah.
0: Didn't you just say it was like six months after you moved there?
2: Yeah, I moved there in 2000.
0: Wait. So, you, where are you born? What I mean, okay. I lived in St Clair Shores so for a while. Oh, sorry.
2: Okay. But like, I spent most of my time like from 13 on. I was in Chesterfield. Okay. So, do you really want to go back all oh, yeah, the way? Oh yeah, we're coming back all. Okay, the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I lived in St Clair Shores for the first seven years of my life.
0: Um, what do mom and dad do when you're born?
2: Um, my mom has always been a homemaker. Okay. Um, and my dad worked for GM. Um.
0: And you, at that point, are an only child mm-hmm. before we go anywhere else, mm-hmm. Where does that timeline
2: <laughs> with my sister yeah, uh seven, seven years old, okay, that's where it converges, got it, yep,
0: um, cause she's older, right mm-hmm. yeah, yep, so what's yeah, only child pre- like little kid what's it what's it like being a little kid? <laughs>
2: I don't remember a ton of stuff. I think that's yeah. why I just skipped to <laughs> <laughs> later on. Um, I mean, I I have a brother. He was born when I was three. Oh, okay. He was um, premature. He was really premature. Uh, so I lived with my grandparents for a while.
0: Just because they were your parents in the hospital?
2: Yeah, my uh, mom, okay. you know, they were afraid she was going to have him early. And she, she still did, but she went into labor like, like three months before he was due, wow. it was really, really early um and so she was just in the hospital, and uh you know, my dad was there with yeah. her a lot, um and so I spent a lot of time with my mom's parents um good memories, you know, vague memories, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was very close to my my maternal grandparents growing oh. up um and uh
0: what did you said, oh, you're three, so I yeah, three. you were really tiny, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I was a little baby still. But
0: were they around a bunch when you were a kid anyway? Yeah. 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 That's yep. fun. Mm-hmm. Do you remember at all when your brother was brought home finally? Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay.
2: A lot of stuff before seven, I I just don't remember.
0: Um, Then let's jump to seven.
2: <laughs> yeah. Break that down for me. <laughs> yeah. So seven is the year that I met my sister.
0: When does, so just for the listeners, um, <laughs> This is your dad's.
2: Yes, so she's my dad's daughter. daughter from his first marriage. Got it. Um,
0: and your mom didn't know about.
2: No, my mom knew about oh, okay. her. Um, the Justin and I, my brother, did not know about her. Yeah. I think they thought it was. I don't know if they thought it was easier to keep it a secret, yeah. like.
0: What we, was your dad's involvement with her? Pre seven,
2: yeah. So um, Cause that's
0: a hard secret to keep.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, okay. I'll explain it. So my sister was apparently supposed to be a twin, Good. and she apparently absorbed the twin in Just Euro like Dwight Schrute. Or... And I guess
0: Ken Jong. Yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> And so she was born with, like, multiple, like, too many organs and things like that. Yeah. So she was really sickly as a child. And she had all of these health issues. Um, And, you know, my dad and his first wife made the mistake of being like, oh, yeah, a child is going to fix our marriage. And then, you know, they also have this really sickly child. Does that not work? mm, (laughs) Don't recommend it. No. I don't think that ever works. Yeah. so she had a lot of health issues. Their marriage was already rocky. Um, and I think when she was about three years old, um, my dad was laid off from his job. He didn't have health insurance. Like, he was basically surviving on popcorn and water. Like And he was...
0: timeline-wise, how much older is she than you? She's 10 years older than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're not even, like, born at this point.
2: I'm not even a twinkle yeah. in my dad's eye yet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was very poor, really. Um, and he could not afford child support and he had no health insurance again. So like he couldn't support her needs either. And, uh, his first wife found someone she wanted to marry. And she basically said like, either you give up your rights to your daughter or I'm going to take you for everything you're worth. And so she was adopted by, um, by her stepdad or whatever. You so want is it know.
0: when she turns eighteen that you, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and do you know what went into that plan? Like as far as be, without you involved, like is or did they just come up to you and be like, "Hey, here's what's going on."
2: <laughs> yeah, I. So like the really kind of messed up part too is that she was allowed to see other members of my dad's family, just not us. So like she knew, like you know, his
0: parents and yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. So like her grandparents, was, and, exactly. And, yeah, yeah. and
2: aunts and uncles. And yeah. so people would basically sneak my dad photos of her whenever they got to see her. Jeez. Um. Yeah, it was really, really tough. I know that she really wanted to meet him and her mom was just like, no. So um, I remember, though, I was I remember seeing a photo of her on the coffee table.
0: Just being like, who's this bitch? Yeah. And I
2: don't, <laughs> I don't remember what they said, but I don't think they told me then. I don't think they told me until I would like a meeting was actually set. Um, So I was seven and she was actually 17. She was just shy of 18, but I met her at my cousin's baby shower.
0: Oh, it was just like a, she's coming to this event too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember she was wearing a senior. I guess if t-shirt. she's in contact <laughs> with all those
0: people, it's crazy that it lasted that long before you guys did end yeah. up with the family event. I mean, together. she
2: was really close with my cousin; like they were basically sisters growing up. Jeez. Like they were that close, yeah. Uh, and it was her. It was her baby shower. Wow. Um, So I guess my sister's mom was finally like, "I guess you can meet her, your sister, but you can't meet anyone else yet," kind of thing. Like,
0: wasn't she? almost 18 at that point
2: anyway yeah I mean it was screen it was um, neg- negligible at that point right uh, like it was that's semantics wild. but yeah so I, and I was so excited yeah. to have a big sister like yeah, I always that. wanted one you know
0: at seven
2: all of a sudden I had one it yeah. was it was kind of crazy
0: did you have like a little group of friends and stuff at school at that point
2: I've never really had a group of friends. Okay. I've always I was very shy yeah. as a child. Um I had, you know, I had like the neighbor kids I was friends with and you know, like I have friends that are kind of scattered. Like I don't have like a group of yeah. friends.
0: What uh what did you do for fun when you're <laughs> like elementary school age, like thinking of, I mean I did everything from play with micro-machines to recreate <laughs> Blossom scenes. Oh, wow. That's okay.
2: What um, <laughs> a weird I mean, neighbor. <laughs> like, elementary, I i mean, I had a lot of Barbie stuff. Okay. And I had, like, the dream house and yeah. the camper and all the things. All the Barbie things. All the Barbie things. Um, aside from that, like, I, I know that I read. I mean, I've always been an avid re- re- reader, and... Um, I
0: I I'm always curious about shyness at a young age. Yeah. Um like do you attribute that to anything as far as like household environment, anybody around you, like anything in school or was it just like
2: Um I think it's a little bit how I'm wired. I think I'm okay. I'm a hardcore introvert. So yeah. I think I am a little bit hardwired, but um I'm sure I'm sure part of it had to do with my household. Um,
0: Yeah, I suppose everything's like a combo nature-nurture-sitch. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think there's always a little bit of both, but um, it was very tense in my household growing up. You know, I'm learning a little bit about parentification, and I'm like, oh, God, that's that's what I was doing. I was basically the parent in a lot of situations. Yeah, Uh, yeah, my parents' relationship was pretty volatile. They fought a lot.
0: Do you feel like you were just protecting your brother a lot?
2: I yeah. So while they were fighting, I was protecting my brother. I was trying to distract him or, you know, I mean, they were loud, though. It was hard to <laughs> yeah. hard to fully distract them or distract him. But yeah. So while it was happening, I was protecting him. And then afterwards, I was comforting my mother. Mostly. I always saw my dad as the bad guy. Got it. Um, So she'd be crying and she'd be saying all these things. And I'd just be like, oh, it's OK. And
0: create like, some enmeshment. Yeah. Some lack of boundaries and stuff. Black are strong,
2: yes. Yeah. It's,
0: uh... yeah. it's a weird thing to think back to like comforting your parent as mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I never really thought about it, but I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: it's 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 wild. Like the more that I'm learning in this yeah, in yeah. program and stuff, right? Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like all of these things are kind of making sense to me now. Um but yeah, it's um it's a lot of responsibility for a young child. And I don't necessarily recall feeling um like the warm and fuzzies from my parents when yeah. I was young. Um, um my my mom, I think she tries really hard, but I don't I don't know that she's especially warm. Yeah. Um, and my dad had a really bad temper and so I would just kind of try to avoid him
0: um what does that relationship look like with your parents with your brother as you like move into junior high and now you have this older sister too and
2: yeah it it didn't really change if anything it seemed to intensify okay and i think part of my struggle with my sister is that i hoped i think i hoped that she would kind of step in and save me be the savior yeah
0: i mean she she got to look at at like another adult at that point
2: right like Like, i'm like oh you
0: you you know what's going on right you're like 22
2: (laughs) right yeah i'm like you know oh here's someone who can maybe step in and protect me yeah and that's not really what happened um so uh you know our relationship's always been pretty rocky yeah um you know, so I met her when I was seven and was really excited. And that summer was great. You know, yeah. it was as exciting. She was, you know, seeing us a lot and stuff. And then she went away to Grand Valley, which, you know, she was 18. That's what she did. Yeah. Um, and I and I do remember going to visit her for sibling weekend and it snowed a lot, um, but never went back and back up there.
0: Is some of that rockiness like resentment for what you wanted her to do as a kid like, the expectation you created to be that savior?
2: Yeah, I think I think that I had high expectations. And, you know, I think that automatically kind of set me up for disappointment. Yeah. I also think that she's got her own set of things. Yeah. You know, and I think she was having a really hard time handling adulthood. Totally all. <laughs> yeah right adulting is hard um but you know like a lot of my like earliest memories outside of that first summer were like you know she'd be like oh I'm gonna come take you shopping and I'm like oh that's so fun and then she just wouldn't show yeah. um so it was like a lot of you know empty promises and lack of follow-through and um she just disappeared sometimes what's
0: your I'm curious about the older sister, younger brother dynamic, because you guys are just as far apart as me and my brother. Mm. And like, as you get into teenage years,
2: mm-hmm.
0: is, are you guys buddies? Is he the annoying little brother? Like, I you... was
2: actually very close with my brother growing okay. up. Yeah. Yeah. We were very close. And I never, I never thought he was annoying or well, anything like good. that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe it's a sister brother thing.
2: Maybe. I don't know. Um, I think...
0: Cause it's not like he's stealing your clothes or anything,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? There was, there was no danger of that, but I don't know. I think maybe some of it kind of just came out of the circumstances, Yeah, you know, like they I mean, were not as close now, but we were really close when we were younger.
0: What is that? Uh, I mean, what is your life outside of your family for those teenage years? Do um, you into extracurriculars at all? <laughs> Are you a theater kid, a student council kid? Uh, a band I, kid?
2: I did I did one one um drama show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I needed it for National Honor Society. There it is, National
0: Honor Society. Yeah. That's that, a thing.
2: That's a thing. Uh, My thing was being a good student. That's I didn't okay. have much outside Sounds of it. Sounds so
0: embarrassed about it. I, yeah. I was a terrible student.
2: <laughs> well, I I don't feel like um, a lot of my life up until maybe I don't know last ten years or so has been especially interesting. You know, I was doubt that I was in my room a lot reading.
0: We're 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 only at teenage years, and I'm already interested. (laughs) (laughs) So that can't be true. I'm curious about the books. I'm Mm. always I'm always very curious about the reading the readers. The people that dive deep into books quickly, because yeah, um, I think there's a level of escapism. Involved oh, one hundred
2: percent. Yes, and it was the only way I could kind of escape my circumstances. So
0: where where did you go to? Like what what were your books of choice in that time period?
2: I mean, early earlier it was like goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Read a lot of goosebumps. Ramona
0: Quimby at all? No. I know no Judy Bloom. Mm-mm. Okay.
2: No, I pretty much skipped right from Goosebumps to uh, V.C. Andrews.
0: I don't know who that is.
2: (laughs) So she wrote this really messed up book called Flowers in the Attic.
0: Oh, yeah. I know Flowers in the Attic.
2: Uh Uh-huh. So my mom gave me that book. I know the movie. Uh Uh-huh.
0: It's Freaked me out when I was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we watched it in a psych class, I think.
2: Oh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah there's a lot, lot to unpack there. But yeah. I was maybe
0: like. sure your mom gave you that book.
2: <laughs> My mom gave me that book. She wouldn't <laughs> let me see Titanic because I was 12 and it was PG-13 and there were boobies.
0: But here's a real fucked up book about. Yeah, but mother- here,
2: here, kid, <laughs> read V.C. Andrews. Okay, yes. So I, I mean, she, and V.C. Andrews herself actually died pretty early she thinks she only published three books on her own okay and then like ghostwriters came in but i read all of the books all of the books there were series like you know five books in a series they were Titanic, right (laughs) i was like what the hell i have boobies yeah come on
0: i don't want you making a heated handprint on a car yeah
2: just like what a weird thing to like protect me from yeah it's so like in that respect, I was kind of sheltered, I guess. Like no, you know, no intense movies or anything, but books, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just let your own world with those.
0: Can we go down that rabbit hole for a second? Especially yeah. since uh, skipping ahead to your interest in becoming a sex therapist,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what did affection look like in your household growing up? <laughs>
2: um, I think that's what I was referring to when I said my mom was not especially warm. Okay. Um. I always felt separate from uh-huh. them, um, and I, you know, I'm sure it was a little bit for protect, protective factors. Yeah. Um,
0: just an alien living in the house.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've I've always felt a little different from my family, um, and and like and my my relationship with my dad was really contentious, um, just because of his temper was just like you never knew what was gonna set him off.
0: Did that improve? And spoiler, but did that improve when he quit drinking? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. His his temper was definitely <laughs> amplified when he was drinking.
0: Can you speak to the drinking? Yeah. I mean, and I don't want you to like. I never want people to. Mm. Like uh, tell your story, but mm-hmm. you know,
2: don't. Yeah. Step um, on the story
0: of someone else necessarily. Um. Right. But how how that affected you when. Like what that looked like. I mean, I had an alcoholic father, and I, and I say thankfully, loosely, but like thankfully, I only saw once or twice a year. Yeah. Um. In in the context of alcoholism, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
2: Um. So. I I actually didn't know. Okay. He had a problem. No one knew he had a problem until uh-huh. um, I think it was Thanksgiving when I was. I'm going to say 19. I think I was 19. And he like passed out at Thanksgiving. Um, he was having little mini strokes, it uh-huh. turned out. So like the paramedics had to come and, you know, he was just like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But he had to go to the doctor. From and, alcohol? Um, From pancreatitis, I think. Jeez. Yeah. So he ended up having pancreatitis really badly. And the doctors were like, dude, that's from drinking. You got to stop drinking. Yeah. And he was just like. I don't have a problem. I'm fine.
0: Do you remember seeing him drinking?
2: Yeah. He, you know, he drank beer after work. Okay. Yeah, he so was, it was just like, oh, dad's drinking beer. Yeah, it yeah. was just beer and dad were kind of together always, you know, it was just. The,
0: I feel like the it, that's so common. Mm-hmm. And not just like the dad, like when I drank, beer was like a part of my identity mm-hmm. and it was always like craft beers and it was just like (laughs) it was cool you could post every day with a different beer and no one would ever be like why are you drinking every day they'd be like oh you sure get to do a lot of cool stuff
2: right and you're like
0: this is a fucking red flag man
2: Mm um yeah
0: it's very strange when you step out of that world and Mm -hmm. then yeah
2: yeah i can imagine just normalized yeah Um, he was i mean for all intents and purposes he was a functioning alcoholic the main you know the main thing that came from him drinking was his temper.
0: Was it ever like... I mean, to the best of your knowledge, was it ever like a drink before going to work situation? Or was it always just like, I get home and drink a bunch?
2: If, to my knowledge, it was after work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was ever drunk at work. It was um, never like you guys
0: in the car or anything like that?
2: No. Okay. But like, once we knew... Yeah. Uh, you know, once we knew and the doctor was like, hey, if you don't stop, you will die. Um, I do remember you know, telling my mom, like, hey, we should probably, like, remove the alcohol from the house, you know, at least, like, remove the temptation kind of thing. And this is when my relationship with my mother changed because she said, I'm not doing that. It's not my problem. And, like, I'm, like, 19. My brother's, like, 16 then. And we're like, well, I guess we're going to do it then if you won't because...
0: It turns into an us versus them situation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, And I... It really changed how I saw my mother in that moment. Uh, That was definitely a pivotal, pivotal moment in our relationship. But um,
0: are you able to step back from that, um, especially like with the knowledge that you've acquired over the last few years? And mm -hmm. I imagine for her, it was like, this guy's been a dick to me and now i'm the one that has to help him like no
2: yeah and actually i hadn't necessarily thought of it in that in that framing but i'm sure that's Second, part of it yeah i
0: imagine there's some resentment there it was like i'm not you did this to yourself yeah you, like yeah yeah um
2: no that's you know i that's definitely a part of it um but i also think that my mom struggles with perspective taking
0: well yeah i yeah. And there's, you already talked about the lack of boundaries there and
2: <laughs> right.
0: I'm sure you guys all had your own mm. opinions on <laughs> what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and you're 19 at this point. Before you get there, are you a good student and everything? So college is immediately on the radar. Oh yeah. Was that expected or? okay? Oh, yeah.
2: My parents didn't go to college. So they were like, you and your brother going to college. Okay. Yep. It was not even, not even a question.
0: And with the reading and the National Honor Society play, are you are you doing anything in high school, like partying, drinking, anything like that? No. Nope. What college did you go to? you Okay. Yep. So you stayed at way. home, too? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I lived at home until I was 22. Okay. Um, and I had to get out of there to yeah. save my relationship with my mother.
0: <laughs> Amen. Uh,
2: <laughs> yep. I was like, I got to get out of here before it gets worse.
0: Do you feel like, looking back, that you had... Any like quintessential college experiences during no. that time?
2: Mm-mm.
0: Was it just like I'm in high school at a different location?
2: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, I mean, I never, you know, I'm I, I wasn't very social. Yeah. And um. Part like parties kind of intimidated me even as an adult. Like it yeah. gets overstimulating for me a little bit. Um. But yeah, it was just like I mean I think I was working two jobs sometimes three while I was in undergrad and, and grad school the first time. Is this
0: so you wouldn't have to take student loans?
2: I still took student loans, yeah. but, um. Why are you working so many jobs? It was like, to keep it down. Living yeah. at home? Yeah. Like, I'm
0: like, not doing anything.
2: Well, especially <laughs> once I moved out, right? Once I moved well, yeah. out, I. And
0: you got rent and
2: yeah. bills. Yeah, I had stuff to pay for. Stupid old bills. Yeah.
0: No one ever tells you about the bills.
2: No one does. <laughs> They're like, oh, adulting's great. Can't oh, wait. Oh, man.
0: Um and what do you what's your bachelor? Your bachelor's English. Oh yes.
2: <laughs> I was like I don't know what else I like. I like reading and writing though. I yeah. guess I'll go for English. Sure. And then I graduated and I was like shit, what do I do with an English bachelor's degree? I'm I curious. guess I go to grad school.
0: <laughs> um we talked a lot about the reading. What role does writing play?
2: Um it, it's funny because certain people in my family call me a writer Yeah, and I can write and I'm good at it, but it's not necessarily something I love. I much prefer to read other mm-hmm. people's works, um, but I can write really well <laughs> when, I, when I want to. did yeah. did have a travel blog for a while. I enjoyed writing that. Okay. But.
0: Do you think you just got to find stuff that you're passionate about and then you enjoy it or mm-hmm. do you get bored with that?
2: I think I was just really lost. Yeah, I think I'm just I was wondering, asked. like,
0: writing's a great form of self-expression. I know for me personally, and I don't know, maybe I attribute this to ADHD or something, but, mm-hmm. like, I can articulate and explain how I feel on, like, paper mm. better than I can verbally.
2: Sometimes that's true for me. Okay. Um, what I will say is that um, I've gotten better. But expressing my feelings has always been very hard for me. Um, I'm still learning to put names to some of the things that I feel. Um, And it only occurred to me kind of recently that I was like, like I was told not to cry. You know, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And Mm. I'm like, well, but that's how children express themselves. Like all of my attempts to express myself were shut down. So it all became internalized and, you know. I don't know. This
0: is a projection question, but Mm. um, when there were screamy emotional outbursts in your house, was it never talked about and then just move on and now we're going to have dinner and pretend nothing happened?
2: Oh, yeah. And from the outside, everyone thought our family was perfect. Yeah. From the outside, everyone thought our life was perfect. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like even, even my sister and she and I didn't have that conversation until later. But yeah, she was, you know, she was jealous that I got to grow up in the household and Be part of you're like lady.
0: You don't even know.
2: Yeah, it was like girl, you should be grateful you weren't in that house because it was stressful.
0: My mom always used to say like, oh you, you my friends they can't believe how you guys treat me and and like that was like your friends don't know right who you are, man. Right. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I my family have been historically very good at pretending.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What is like getting through college and everything with that happening with your dad at 19 like mm-hmm. what is your relationship with alcohol
2: um at that time yeah uh i mean alcohol definitely made me nervous okay um was
0: it like a lack of control and awareness
2: no i i don't think i have the um the addiction part. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I mean, like when you have a couple drinks, like mm-hmm. you lose some of that personal self control. And...
2: Yeah. 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 I prefer to be in control. Yeah. yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Um, but, you know, I was also, especially in those early years, I mean, I didn't get drunk until I was 21. Like on my 21st birthday, yeah. that's when I got drunk for the first time. Like following I was following the rules. Very, yes. Yeah. I was a good girl quote-unquote um still very much a rule follower um but um, what's the
0: consequence of not following the rules
2: well that wasn't really acceptable in my house growing uh-huh. up yeah yeah Just curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, had I don't think, think there's anything
0: wrong with that like i i mm-hmm. don't want that to be interpreted as like 16 year olds need to get fucking wasted well, no obviously
2: but not but... at the
0: same time uh depending on how stringent you are and, and that's also probably just a projection of like i did not follow rules mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time i said i was going to i didn't
2: well funny thing right <laughs> about following rules you realize that they're not so great after a while <sighs> fucking rules mm-hmm.
0: we're all made by old white men mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> damn rules yeah. so you get your bachelor's mm-hmm. still living at home what's the what's the uh Impetus to get, get out of the house.
2: I actually moved out when I was still an undergrad, but okay. uh, it took me five years to finish my bachelor's Got partly because of all the working. Um, but what um, you said, what was the impetus of moving out? Yeah. Um, really just couldn't be in that house anymore.
0: Did your brother leave?
2: No, my brother lived at home until he was like in his late twenties. Okay. He lived in the basement though after for the, you know, the, yeah.
0: But like he didn't move away to college and you were like, "Okay, I got to go too."
2: Nope. he went to OU too. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah, no, he yeah, he stayed at home a lot longer than me. The problem was that like my mom and I, we got along really well until yeah. until the drinking thing happened and I I kind of lost respect for her a little bit, okay. I think. Um And I that also changed my relationship with my dad. I think I started to understand him better. Um, And I I remember one night in particular, you know, I think my mom and I were fighting again and um, we caught my dad just drinking Kahlua straight out of the bottle. And I was just like, oh, my God. Assuming like, this is after he quit drinking.
0: No. Oh, okay.
2: No, it was before he went to rehab and Got all it. that stuff. It was in that, in that year in between where he was, like, diagnosed with pancreatitis and mm-hmm. he was still just in denial. Um, but my mom started, like, screaming at him. And I just remember, like, taking him by the hand. I took him into my bedroom. I closed the door. And I just, like, looked at him. And I'm like, why can't you stop? And he looked at me and he, I have never seen a man look so sad in my life. And he just looked at me so forlornly and said, I don't know.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think soon after that, he ended up going to rehab, but it was just that moment.
0: If there's there's something to make you go to rehab, your kid. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mm. How was that? You were 20, 19? I was 20
2: by the time he went to rehab. Yeah. What
0: is, what would that like? It sounds like you remember that moment pretty, pretty well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a really powerful moment. And I think it's when I started to understand that it's a disease. Yeah. You know, it's like, I didn't really have, I didn't really have the knowledge before that, you know, and I, I still, I'm getting more now, but, um, I, you know, I, I kept telling my mom, I'm like, he really can't help it. And Mm. like,
0: do you, what, I mean. I'm just curious about the, because it's almost like you pick a side, right? Yeah. Um, But I think it's not strange, but i curious. I'm going to use that word four billion more times. Um, (laughs) To go and pick the side of the person that was, Mm -hmm. had the temper, had the outburst, had the, um, and why you would gravitate to that. Yeah. Instead of the person who was.
2: I think. I think what happened. Because I mean there was a moment where things changed. But then there were so many moments after that. Where I think I was seeing things a little more clearly. Yeah. And I realized it wasn't just one sided. Yeah. Um, you know she's she's just as guilty of being volatile as he is. Yeah. Just in different ways. Um,
0: that sounds like he changed his behavior. In...
2: He he came out of rehab and he was a completely different person. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of moments in my life where I've had to forgive people. Um, not had to, but chose to, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um, Legally had to. <laughs> um. But my thing is like, people are flawed. Yeah. And I, I I'm flawed too. but, if someone is showing me that they're trying to change, if they're doing the work, happy to proceed yeah. with a, a relationship that looks different. if if someone shows me that they're trying to better themselves, yeah. I'm happy to you know, be there with them, continue the relationship. It's just when people, don't show any Stigant. sort of, yeah, okay. they don't show any kind of self-awareness. They just, yeah. they just want to be the same person. Well, you're going
0: to love this field.
2: <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know.
0: Um, so you move out, you, mm-hmm. uh, wh- when do you decide I'm going to keep going to school? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so I guess, I guess somewhere in there, it should be, it should be noted that, um, I did an internship at a publisher okay. when I was 21. Um, and uh, I sort of fell into a job that I did for 15 years.
0: Did you, but you got another master's?
2: Yep. Right? Okay. That's so, okay. yeah. So I was working at Cengage as a contractor yeah. um, while I was still an undergrad. But what happened was they got rid of contractors. <laughs> right when i was like finishing up my degree and then i panicked and i was like oh no what am i gonna do now because this is like the only publisher in the area and i had no interest in really like leaving the general I had no vicinity. Idea they were here. that's crazy yeah i mean they're in farmington hills but yeah. yeah um and it was just a guy that i dated he knew someone who worked there and he hooked me up with this internship and it turned out to be like a 15 year career but um but yeah the the master's degree the first one was pure panic okay i was like if nothing else with a master's degree in english i can teach at a college um even though i had no interest in teaching it was very flawed it was a very flawed plan but
0: i'm gonna jump back to something you just brushed over yeah guy you were dating
2: oh um
0: how what does that look like for the the shy girl that reads books
2: (laughs) well um I guess I got my first boyfriend when I was 16. First kiss everything. Yeah. yeah. And I met him in drama. That one time I did drama. Um, and he was my boyfriend for four years. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, through, the,
0: through the dad stuff at the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. He kind of like toward the end there. That's part of what yeah. kind of hurt our relationship. Um, it was a little beyond what he could handle. Yeah. Um. But this was like my, one of the first guys I dated after him. Okay. And I dated this guy while my dad was in rehab. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was not right for me. Okay. But I'm always I've always been very grateful to him for for hooking me up with that. How long were you? A Couple okay. months. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So it wasn't like one four year to one. <laughs> no, it was
2: it was four years and then kind of a string of little little relationships just
0: little ones mm,
2: just little baby relationships uh-huh. yeah <laughs> okay. for a while yeah
0: that can I equate that to like coming out of your shell a little
2: yeah I think so what does that look like mm-hmm. um I mean I think uh I think one of my first jobs actually helped me come out of my shell I worked at a tanning salon <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> is it true do you like have to see naked people all the time oh
2: i did yeah so that was when <laughs> airbrush tanning became yeah. a thing yeah
0: i have a friend that used to do that and i was like wait so do you just like <laughs> yeah
2: there was there was one woman oh my God. she was a stripper and she wanted you know she yep. had to have it all all done yeah. and she come in like twice a week and she tried to recruit me uh more than once and she successfully recruited another girl that worked there
0: all I can think about is the office Mm -hmm. when the stripper comes Um, they hire a stripper for Phyllis's bachelorette party
2: I don't know if I've seen that one
0: and Michael freaks out and (laughs) Dwight puts her to work and she's like you want me to answer phones with my clothes on and he's like we paid for three hours we're getting three hours (laughs) and she looks at Angela I believe it is because that would be the funniest joke and goes you could be a stripper
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like uh, flattering but no thank you that's not for me Yeah.
0: and then do guys come and get
2: it was more more okay. females, yeah. Um I think a couple of guys came but
0: something about
2: They had to wear their underwear. I don't
0: know yeah, I don't know a better <laughs> way to say it but like airbrushing around a dong. Um, yeah. It's like There's I no don't better know about way that. to say that.
2: No. No, they had to keep their underwear on and even the the females had to at least have like a thong on or something. Yeah. So like But yeah, it was it was really it got awkward. Got real good at airbrushing? Got real good at airbrushing. Start tagging
0: bridges and stuff too. Yeah,
2: But um <laughs> I I started coming out of my shell when I worked there. You know, I was doing a lot of client interfacing and yeah. and so, um yeah, that kind of just progressed from there. Um, college kind of brought me out of my shell a little bit more. Yeah. Um to find
0: more people with common interests.
2: Yeah, or even like um, you know, when I was when I was eighteen of a, a friend that I had in like fourth through sixth grade, she found me on Facebook and she like and like we, we rekindled our friendship and we're still friends today. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah, she actually told me not that long ago. She's like like I I decided when I saw you the first day of 4th grade that I wanted to be your friend. And I was like, I didn't know that. That's so nice. Like this little mm. shy girl and this mm. really big like she's extroverted too. Like she's yeah. so friendly. And um she just like chose she me. Picked you. Like, out. Yeah, I was like that's nice <laughs> I like being chosen.
0: She's gonna be a murderer uh, <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. I've been watching you for years. Um, no, that won't happen <laughs> so you panic. say I'm gonna get a master's degree. yeah you're hanging out with people now living on your own. Are you living on your own? Are you got roommates um, so
2: like? Lisa was my first roommate. she was my my fourth grade friend that found oh, okay. me. That was a disaster.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't live with your friends.
2: well <laughs> yes well to be fair, her folks did tell me she wasn't ready to move out yeah. but I was so desperate to yeah. get out and I needed a roommate that I just disregarded what they told me. They were correct though
0: I have a theory on you
2: on me yeah okay
0: I'm just I'm curious if this is true or not
2: mm-hmm.
0: so and when I think of based especially what you just told me and then what I know about you mm-hmm. when I talk to a lot of people, I think myself included to some degree, when you move out initially, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's like, A, it's free for all. Mm -hmm. And then B, it's like, wait, I need like a slotted spoon to cook pasta. (laughs) Um, Was that your experience or did you kind of have your shit together before you needed to have your shit together? I think I've always had my shit together. That's the impression. Yeah. All right.
2: Although my mom, like, she tried to teach me how to cook several times and I was very uninterested. So she was like, you're going to starve when you move out. are
0: like, that's why they're microwaves, mom.
2: Well, and then I moved out and I gained seven pounds. I'm like, joke's on you, mom.
0: See? Ha ha. <laughs> now
2: I'm a good cook. But I just had no interest in cooking in someone else's kitchen. I wanted my own kitchen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. But yeah, I had I had my shit together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Crazy parties. Crazy nope. book clubs.
2: Nope yeah book club sure that's about as crazy as it gets okay um but then i had another roommate um kate she's still one of my closest friends today she was my maid of honor at my first wedding and, oh. and i didn't know her that well when she moved in i actually met her through a guy that i dated to <laughs> at a party yeah
0: well, let's fast forward to first wedding almost yeah, yeah. so when do you meet him
2: I met uh, I met him when I was twenty-three on my twenty third birthday actually.
0: So have you had you started your master's program at that point?
2: No. Okay. Um I think I still had hmm, I think I still had a little bit of undergrad to go.
0: How'd you meet him? How'd you guys start dating?
2: So I was walking my dog.
0: As a as it I, goes. Got a,
2: I got a dog when I moved out. Um and so was he. He was walking his dog. He lived in the same apartment complex.
0: It's a rom com waiting
2: to happen. It sure was, yeah. Um, so we, we met and um I I was congratulating my dog on peeing outside. It was a really big <laughs> deal for her. Um, and like I think we saw each other one more time by like the mailboxes and we exchanged numbers and then I never heard from him for like several months. And then uh I was dating another guy who <laughs> also lived in the apartment complex. But uh he like he was on his way out. And I ran into my my ex husband and uh, was like, "Hey, how come you never called me?" Which was very bold for me. Um, and he had the wrong phone number. It turned out. Um,
0: He's like, "I did. Why didn't you ever answer?"
2: Yeah, I think he had the wrong phone number.
0: And who's Thomas? Why does he keep answering? <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, we started dating. We started dating, a, you know, a few months after we met. I guess initially. Um, it was easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially location-wise.
2: Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> it was nice just having, like, just walking to have you ever heard of Don't building. Shit Where
0: You... you... Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and I did it twice, so yeah. clearly I did not learn. Because the Was first there
0: an overlap was... of the first guy still living there when you were uh-huh. dating the second guy? How did that go
2: over? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, first guy saw second guy leaving my apartment one day, and he Facebook messaged me and called me to horror. so...
0: So it went over well.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. He had a lot of problems. I
0: stopped getting my mail at that point. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I think he moved out soon after, but, um, that guy had been very intense. He was 10 years older and he was like ready to get married and stuff. I'm like, whoa, dude, I'm a only 23. We've been dating for like two months. Chill out.
0: (laughs) How much older was the,
2: um, first husband, he was three years older than me. Okay. Yeah. 26 when we met.
0: Is it always older guys?
2: Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I've dated a younger guy.
0: Sounds like you haven't unpacked that yet.
2: (laughs) I, well, I think I, I think, I think that older guys are more mature or something. I'm sure that's
0: not true. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So many factors. Yeah. Um, so how long are you guys dating before you decide to get married?
2: uh we were dating for two years i think at the one year mark he moved in kate moved out and he moved in and that was very hard for me (laughs) um
0: losing a roommate or having a live-in boyfriend i think both i think both
2: were hard um i was really sad that she had to move out yeah um because i loved living with her it was so fun it was exactly what i wanted the experience to be you know um and, yeah, so I was sad that she was leaving, and it was also, I think, a big adjustment for me to to live with a guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, to actually share. I think I was really worried about, like, my personal space because, like, I need a lot of alone time and things like that. Yeah. And so, like, sharing a bedroom was different than, like, sharing an apartment. You know what I mean? And uh, I think my dog died around – she died shortly after he moved into, which – sucked yeah that one was a that was a heartbreaker but yeah so moving in was moving in was hard but eventually we like we found our groove and and we were dating yeah for two years when he he proposed he proposed when we were in paris
0: went to paris too
2: yeah it was my first trip out of the country we did a a nine country european thing Mm-hmm. it was a budget tour though don't get too excited
0: well yeah you're in the middle of your master's program at that point yeah yeah,
2: yeah. so we had to do it really cheap but it had always been a dream to go to Europe and yeah. so we, we made it happen same but...
0: still working on that <laughs> I'll let you know um, <clears throat> well that's fun
2: yeah but like an undercurrent in our relationship and really uh, an undercurrent through most of my adult life is my, my pelvic pain stuff so let's get into that. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that made things really hard. Yeah. Mhm. You know, I think if if I could, you know, go back, I would have handled things much differently. But I was, I was young.
0: What can you elaborate? Is that just like, this is painful, so we're just not going to do this? Or y-
2: yeah, so the
0: and what what is it called?
2: I have vulvodynia. Sure. Um, <laughs> but it took me eight years to be diagnosed. I had a lot of doctors tell me I was crazy.
0: Um, Doctors don't do well with women from what I understand.
2: No, no, no. Like, Oh sweetie, it's all in your head. And I'm like, it really isn't though. It shouldn't like hurt me to sit, but it did. I don't want to go into too much detail, but like it started with like yeast infections and UTIs and then it just became a mystery from there. Yeah. Um, But it's been continuous since I was 18. Um, and, uh, Is the, it a
0: condition like with a cause cure, they anything?
2: don't really know what causes it. Okay. Um, there are some theories that birth control does it. That would make sense to me. Cause I did go in birth control when I was 18. Yeah. Um, timeline fits. Timeline fits. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Thanks>,
0: ortho tri sons <laughs> of bitches.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm like, why does this not <laughs> come with a warning? I don't know a lot
0: of warnings. It's just, yeah,
2: warning. just not that one. Um, <laughs> but you know it wasn't until i was diagnosed that i could finally start to like learn about it yeah, you know yeah. um but when i when i did you know i got the vulvodynia survival guide and it's like oh yeah one in 5 women have vulvodynia or some kind of pelvic pain and i'm like well it's nice to know i'm not alone cuz up till then i felt very alone
0: and this you got your diagnosis after you'd already been divorced or no no, no. Okay. so
2: i was diagnosed when i was 22 okay uh, Right before we got engaged. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, But uh, one of the worst things I think that happened was I did seek out therapy when I was in my graduate program the first time. Uh, I went and saw someone on campus. And, um, you know, there's there's this idea in our society that's pretty well reinforced that If you don't have sex with your partner, they will leave you, right? So I would have sex even though it hurt a lot.
0: Which I imagine just subconsciously builds up some resentment. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, And so I was talking about this with someone who is, you know, probably not the best person to try and delve into this with. But I, you know, mentioned that I had sex even though it hurt. And she looked at me and she was like, you equate sex with rape and i was like i didn't but thank you for that and then she like left like two sessions later and i'm like what are we gonna do with this now like that seed is planted now I just think
0: it was like a mental pain you were manifesting
2: <laughs> I, I mean maybe i mean there's definitely a mental component to it but i do think it's secondary to the physical right yeah. like um and so after that, I had a really hard time even trying to have sex. Yeah. Anything that like kissing, touching, anything that like could be perceived to link, you know, to lead to sex, I wanted no part of. Yeah. And I mean, I do give my my ex-husband a lot of credit. I know it was really, really hard for him. Yeah. Um, But... <sighs> You know, if I could go back, I probably we probably should have done like couples therapy and you know all that stuff before we ever got married, but we didn't. We were just like, oh, we'll just figure it out. It's fine.
0: We're both medical professionals.
2: Can do attitude can fix anything, right? Um, Except no, it it doesn't. Um, You know, and it though I got a diagnosis when I was 22, uh, like right before we got engaged. I mean, it was then years of trying different things to see what would work. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and the longer it went on, the more the 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 mental wall was up, yeah. right? So like, I couldn't really begin to tear down the mental wall. Was the until the physical could get better?
0: And I, I, I don't want to like prod in any Mm-mm. ways that I. I'm curious. Like, was the wall? Was there? A previous incident of like sexual assault where you're like that's what i'm gonna equate it to now even though i didn't before or like where did that what did that thought just stick in your head and you're like
2: yeah i think it was just the thought stuck in my i mean because i i had sex even though it hurt me yeah but like i could intellectualize and be like well i'm doing it willingly yeah though um not for great reasons yeah but um it, but it's still—it just like it was just there, okay. and I didn't know how to unpack it myself, and I was afraid to seek therapy again yeah. after that because that experience kind of, yeah, kind of sucked. Let that
0: be a PSA to everybody that like not every therapist is great. You can just go right. find another one.
2: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it took me a while, um, but then I started seeing a sex therapist once I'd kind of started figuring out the physical part. Yeah, yeah, and that helped. Yeah, no. Uh, she she changed my life, honestly. Um, that and a lot of experimentation with different treatments, because there's no cure. Yeah, there are just various treatments, and not enough research, and not enough funding, and all those things. Do you find
0: but... any support in like other women or groups or anything like that?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I have I have really supportive friends, but the thing is. Like people that also
0: are suffering from that.
2: Yeah, so exactly. So yeah. I have supportive friends, but they don't know what it's like. Yeah. Um, but my therapist did set up uh, a little support group. She had you know four or five of us that had similar issues, mm-hmm. um, and she set up a little support group. I'm actually still friends with one of them. Um, you know, she moved away, but we still talk because um, it is hard. It's it's a very isolating yeah. illness. Um, because you know, who, no one wants to talk about their vaginas. <laughs>
0: I talk about mine all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: and so you know, it's uh, yeah, if you're not talking to someone who's gone through it, it's it's hard to to understand. Yeah,
0: and this is foundational to why you're getting, or mm-hmm. why you got into this program.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Cause you
0: want people to talk about their vaginas.
2: I sure do more comfortably. I would love everyone to talk about their vaginas more comfortably. And that's why I'm open about my own, yeah. my own issues and experience. Um,
0: so let's, let's put a bow on your previous relationship. <laughs> what does that, what does the end of that look like?
2: Yeah. So what I will say about my first Marriage is that, um, well, I will say first, I think I chose him for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I can, like, I can see it now, right? Uh, I chose him because I wanted a relationship that was the exact opposite of my parents' relationship. And my first husband was very chill, he was almost too chill. <laughs> Uh, that was part of the problem. Um, and I also was very lonely. Um, I was very good at denying it even to myself, I think for a long yeah. time. Um, but you know, like a lot of this whole, like, you know, vulvodynia journey that I was on, I was doing by myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like I said, we didn't do couples counseling. Um, I went to all the things by myself, like all the medical things. Um, one time I, I was, um, uh, participating in a, in a trial through Beaumont. Uh, it was a Botox trial and I didn't know what I was getting into exactly. They were like, cause I'd had like, they call them trigger point injections. So they'll oh, yeah, inject yeah. your, you know, your, um, pelvic floor with Botox, steroids basically. Yeah, yeah. And this was like a Botox version of that. Um, And, like, I'd only gotten, like, three before, like, three injections. They wanted to give me 12. Wow. And I didn't know that until I was there and they were doing it. And I was like, they're like, oh, you ready for round two? And I'm like, what? And I was like, (laughs) I couldn't drive home for a long. Yeah, I couldn't drive home. Like, I went by myself. Oh, yeah. And I had to sit. I was in so much pain that I had to, like, wait for it to.
0: Like, weirdest Uber ride ever.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) just I had to drive myself home. It's like, I just hung out in there waiting room for a while but like i did everything by myself i did pelvic floor therapy i did all these things and then therapy therapy yeah and i i was encouraging him to do therapy too because i you know obviously i I don't know what it's like to be in his shoes but i can imagine it's really hard right like your wife can't have sex with you yeah and that really sucks and 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 then you're you're also afraid when if you do try you're gonna hurt her and like there's a whole slew of things that that come off from that, and I really wanted him to try to work through it, um, yeah. and he just didn't. Um, so uh, m- my eyes were opened when I met someone. I met him at work, um, and. It was a very, it was an innocent friendship at first. Um, But what he said to me that opened my eyes was, um, you seem really lonely. You spend a lot of time by yourself. And, and like, I, I knew that. Like, I had read like a hundred books that year. And I was like, like, I, I remember saying to someone at work, like, yeah, I read a lot. Like, that's what I do all my evenings. You know, like I read a hundred books this year. In hindsight, I'm like, that's crazy. (laughs) I was by myself every single night, really. Yeah. The uh highlights, I think, of our relationship were when we would travel. And in hindsight, I can see that I was I was filling a hole with travel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always needed like the next adventure. And we're all a know. little
0: different on vacation mode than we are yeah. in real life.
2: So like, you know, that was that was our thing. We would travel and we would we were doing a lot of it. Um but it would for some reason it was just that person saying exactly that thing to me, and I was just like huh, you're right. I do spend a lot of time by myself. Yeah. And then that kind of like snowballed into like, yeah, I'm really lonely.
0: I imagine that was a twofold thing too, right? Cause one, it sounds like you, you felt seen in a way, mm-hmm. but also there was a side of you that you didn't necessarily want anybody to see. So there might've been some shame and embarrassment around that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was definitely complicated. Um, And then it, it became even more complicated because i started having feelings for this person. And i think one of the things to keep in mind is because of my vulvodynia i was i was basically asexual. Yeah. You know, like i had no interest in any of it. Like i i tried for my husband. Yeah. Um but i wasn't into it.
0: Was it is it um like, ju- is it just penetration that's painful? Or yeah, is penetration okay? is. Yeah, yeah, that's it's the. Like, word how do I word, word this? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. Penetration. So you're able to like. Do other yourself, things.
0: Give yourself, yeah. Yeah. Go about so there's mm-hmm. yeah, so that that desire still exists to some degree, but you're just not able to do what I imagine society has told you is the normal way to do things. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, there were people like, oh, when are you guys going to have kids? And I'm like, I can't do the thing I need. Also, to no do. one should
0: ever ask that question. <laughs>
2: agree. Hard to agree. It's no one's business. Um. But yeah, like I always like I felt very broken. I felt very inadequate. Like yeah. I had all of the, you know, I had a lot of stuff I needed yeah. to Something's through. wrong with me. Yeah. And yeah. oh, and back to my, my flawed rationale for even getting married to him in the first place. I thought no one else would love me. Yeah because I was broken so you know so we were married almost seven years um and the end was pretty terrible um it was like all of this stuff that because I was just keeping everything inside I was just like pushing it down I'm like I'm not gonna fight with you about this like even though there were things that were really disrespectful that he would do um and every time I would bring it up, he'd be like, oh, I'm so, I'm the worst. I'm so terrible. And then I'd be like, oh, no, you're not. You know, and I just yeah. brush right over it. It's um, so like everything started coming out. Um, and we separated finally uh, in January 2020. Um, we had rules for the separation because there were some things that I needed to figure out. And then COVID happened? And then COVID <laughs> happened. Um, then you're
0: real separate.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so you
0: were already not living together when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So then you couldn't you couldn't even live together if you wanted
2: to. Yeah, yeah. It was um, like we were doing couples therapy. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I'm I'm still thankful we did it, even though we ended up deciding to divorce because yeah. I do think it helped us reach an amicable place. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I I have a lot of regrets about how a lot of that went down. Yeah. But um, I just needed to figure it out i needed to know that my sexuality wasn't gone yeah um and so yeah part of part of our separation was experimentation with some rules
0: um at what point there do you go i'm gonna go get a different master's degree
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so I mean, you have to fast forward a bit in a new okay. relationship. By then,
0: Are we, did we do our first semester together? Was that your first semester? No, that was okay. my
2: third semester.
0: Okay, yeah. It's mm-hmm. not fast forward too much.
2: <laughs> no, so so my ex-husband and I, we decided to divorce in June twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, and then I met, <laughs> I met Abe, my my current husband, yeah. in July twenty twenty.
0: Peak, yep. peak COVID meeting? Yep. How'd we had a out? really
2: awkward park date. <laughs> there okay. was goose poop everywhere.
0: As there is. Yep.
2: Because, I, I mean, there was nothing else to do. It was, yeah. it was COVID. So we met at a park. and um.
0: Sat at benches six feet across from each other.
2: <laughs> yep. Actually, no, there weren't even benches. We sat in the grass surrounded by goose poop. It was...
0: Lovely. It's yeah. lovely. You're painting a lovely scene. <laughs> I know.
2: There was a pretty lake, if that... Thank in front you. of us. Thank yes. you for
0: fixing that. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so then you guys start dating. Mm-hmm. Um, But what's the, what's the thing that makes you decide like, Hey, I want to be an advocate for this in a very dedicated way. Cause I'm going to go get another master's degree.
2: Yeah. Well, so Abe had been planting some seeds for a little while <laughs> at that point. um, Like I was, not happy in my game he
0: dates people and convinces them to get higher education degrees
2: (laughs) i mean he is a professor so that's not too far too far off but um he had been planting seeds so like when he was in his mid-30s he went and did a completely different degree as well so like i encourage that in all people (laughs) yeah he, he had already trod that path um but he'd been like you know if you wanted to do something different, I would support you. And I was just like, well, what the hell am I going to do with my English master's degree? I'm pretty, I'm in publishing. Like, what else is there? And um, I was actually reading a book. Like, that was the to thing, maybe six months after this, after the seed was planted. I was reading a book that my therapist recommended to me. It was called The Choice um, by Dr. Edith Eva Eager. It's a lot of E's. It's a lot of E's. Um,
0: you know I would just write E cubed on the front of my book if that was my name but that's that's me
2: yes that that is you it's not a 90 year old lady (laughs) Um, so she survived the holocaust Mm -hmm. she was in a concentration camp with a broken back and she made it out Um, you know immigrated to the US and then had a family and in her 40s she went back and got her degree and then in her 50s she got her PhD and she works with people who have suffered from really intense traumas she turned her trauma into yeah. helping others with their trauma and i was reading this book and i swear to god i like it was like a bolt of lightning came down from the sky and i sat up straight in bed and i was like holy shit i could be a sex therapist <laughs> and so like i run downstairs and i'm like abe i think i want to go back to school and he's like okay and i'm like i think i want to be I, I want to go to. Um, I want to be a counselor. And he's like, okay. I want to be a sex therapist. He's like, yes. <laughs> there it is. And he like his whole thing. He's like, I know. Like I've just had this feeling this whole time that there's something else that you could be doing. Yeah. That would just light you up from inside. We're
0: talking about living by the rules. I mean. Yeah. It fits into live by the rules to stay at this stable mm-hmm. job at this well-known publisher and yep. keep doing that job.
2: Yeah. And I had just paid off my student loans from the first very, go round. Very you know, it's safe
0: to just keep on trucking. Yeah. And then you're like, ooh, can I have passion for the first mm-hmm. time?
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause my first job, I was good at it, but I fell into it. Yeah. I didn't choose it. Yeah. Um, and now you
0: found something you're passionate about that you can pursue? God,
2: yeah. It was amazing. It was, was just a scary. So tale. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Going back to school was scary. Um, all yeah, all of it was scary. Um, but so exciting. I remember like having my first class, the intro class, and I was like, Oh my god, these are my people.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm finally home. Like these this is where I should be. Yeah. Um so yeah, so my my goal is to be a sex therapist and my passion is obviously you know, is women with pelvic pain, but um, after going to a sex tech conference, I, I'm learning that there's a whole slew of other, you know,
0: so much out there. There's so
2: much out <laughs> there for a sex therapist to do. Step so. into my
0: dungeon. I'll tell you about it. Oh, um,
2: I, I, yes, I went to a dungeon. Yeah, I know. That's why I saw <laughs> it. Uh,
0: yeah. And now you, uh, are about what a year away from degree. Uh,
2: Ever take yeah. A few months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 If internship goes the way that it, <laughs> that's that a whole it should, yeah. Um, yeah, I should I should graduate in December. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's exciting.
2: It is very exciting. It's also a little, it's a little scary now that it's getting close to practicum and internship and stuff.
0: And but... you and Abe are married.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, got married last summer. Got
0: a wonderful little dog family.
2: Sure do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got
0: the Ashley I know. Mm-hmm. It's very different from the Ashley you've been talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and it's, I literally feel like that was, like, a different life. Yeah. Because it was, literally the only thing that's the same is, like, my dog. You know, I don't have, I I live somewhere new, I've got a new partner, I quit my job, I'm going for this new job, like, nothing is the same. New last name. (laughs) Yeah, a new last name, New, you know, new everything. I
0: wonder what role that plays in, for women and identity, like the last name change thing. Cause when I was younger and when we got married, I like, mm-hmm. was like, it's just like really what you do. Come on.
2: Oh, for sure. It's and that a... was, that was the thought the first time, yeah. right? Like I it, like it didn't even think about it, but um, I had a choice, right? When I got divorced, I could have gone back to my maiden name. Yeah. Um, But I, you know, I was already with Abe and it was fairly serious by then. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, we waited to divorce until we sold the house and stuff. It was just easier to, Divide up assets. In, yeah, yeah. On paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so I was like, well, I'm like, if I change my name back to my maiden name, I'm never changing my name again because it is such a pain in the ass. That's what I hear. Oh, uh, it's so, it's awful. And and he was like, so like, maybe don't change it now then. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I I won't. Um, But this literally is the last time I'm changing it. I'm not doing it again. It's too much work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's um, like younger me was just like, well, it's just what you do. And yeah, I, it's
0: just it like, and I think the mindset's changed on it a little as each generation has. goes. But I like, if I flip that and someone asks me to change my, I said, I'm like, no, that's part of who I am.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, I off. mean, I think following my divorce too, I started to look at marriage a little bit differently. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was reading this book, Sex at Dawn, that kind of goes through, like, this whole, like, you know, um, history of sex and marriage. And, you know, like, the roots of marriage are, like, ownership. Yeah. Like, you know, it came with a dowry and oh, yeah. all that stuff. So I'm just it's a like, land agreement, that baby. That feels icky. Yeah, I don't think I like that. But what I do like is um, the feeling of being a team.
1: Yeah.
2: And I think a shared last name kind of reinforces that. But, um yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily sure I'd get married again, but yeah. here I am. Here we are.
0: Here I am. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about? <laughs> kind of current? Mm. That you wanted to talk about?
2: I don't think so. Um,
0: all right. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for doing this.
2: You and I have lots in common. My
1: request is sent. Would you like to be my friend?
0: you like to be my friend. Alright, you just listened to my friend Ashley. Um it's so funny when I when I was editing this and I was like as comfortable as I think I am discussing topics. (laughs) I was like uh uh vagina um it's (laughs) it's it's hard to listen to guys uh I commend you but it, it was really great talking to her and it's, it's such a huge issue. Um, women's health in general and not only women's health in that category, but like women's pleasure and how much, you know, focus because of, you know, conditioning in society and porn and everything else, um, ends up being like on the man and no one talks about anything. And then communication sucks. And, So it's nice to have someone like Ashley advocating to change that and uh, getting a degree that'll help her do that. Excited about it. You know, to add on to the other master's degree. Why not? Maybe she can combine her skills and write a textbook about sex therapy. There you go. See? I should be an agent. Um, Not a whole lot else to report. January's flying by. I'm seeing clients. Things are crazy, but they're really good. that's all that's all I have right now I don't feel like rambling today I have a lot a lot to do my plate is full my cup overfloweth with tasks (laughs) so enjoy your week I love you guys thanks for listening remember to smash that subscribe button and leave a little review especially if you're an apple podcast I think our last review was over two years ago so I can't imagine that we have no new listeners in the last two years. Please head over to your uh, podcasting platform, be it Apple, Spotify, or other, and leave us a little review even if it's just tapping five stars, or maybe it's writing a whole paragraph about how much you love episode, an episode number here. So go do that. Check it out. All right? Okay. Bye-bye. I love you. Smooches. Talk to you later.
1: Oh